...of smoking a cigar in academical costume, and on at least one occasion he drove a dog cart on Sunday. No wonder that he was requested, early in his second year, to give up his struggle with the little go and betake himself back to London. London is always glad to welcome such people as Lionel Norwood. In no other city is it so simple for a man of easy conscience to earn a living by his wits. If Lionel ever had any scruples, which, after a perusal of the above account of his early days, it may be permitted one to doubt, they were removed by accident to his solicitor, who had run over in the Argentine in the very day that he arrived there with what was left of Lionel's money. Reduced suddenly to poverty, Norwood had no choice but to enter upon a life of crime. Except perhaps that he used slightly less hair-oil than most, he seemed just the ordinary man about town as he sat in his dressing-gown one fine summer morning and smoked a cigarette. His rooms were furnished quietly, and in the best of taste. No signs of his nefarious profession showed themselves to the casual visitor. The appealing letters from the princess whom he was blackmailing, the wire apparatus which shot the two of spades down his sleeve during the coon-can nights at the club, the thimble and pea with which he had performed the three card tricks so successfully at Epsom last week, all these were hidden away from the common gaze. It was a young gentleman of fashion who lounged in his chair and toyed with a priceless straight-cut. There was a tap at the door and Masters, his confidential valet, came in. "'Well?' said Lionel. "'Have you looked through the post?'